For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Amanda Glasner, Deputy Editor at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining me today is Heather Angle, Managing Partner at Strategic Cyber Partners. Heather, welcome back. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. 36 million U.S.-based Xfinity accounts were compromised after hackers gained access to the company's systems through a vulnerability in third-party cloud computing software. The Wall Street Journal dives further into the story, saying the compromised data includes usernames and hashed passwords, as well as names, contact information, birth dates, and the last four digits of users' social security numbers. Heather, can you tell our listeners a little more about this? Sure. So Comcast filed with Maine's attorney general, as you mentioned, saying that the hack affected nearly 36 million people. And the intrusion happened from a vulnerability in Citrix software. And this is something that other companies around the world were affected by this. The vulnerability was dubbed Citrix Bleed, and it's been linked to hacks targeting the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China, a Boeing subsidiary, among others. And so the vulnerability was actually patched in October. Xfinity's unauthorized access happened somewhere between October 16th and October 19th. So it's hard to say when we go through and we're trying to apply patches to our systems, there's very often a lag between when a patch is released and when the patch is applied to a system so that we have time to test it, right? Because we don't want to just blindly apply something that might take down systems for hundreds of people or thousands of people or millions of people in this case. And so there's very often that lag there. And it appears that during that lag time, the vulnerability was exploited. This vulnerability, the Citrix bug that you mentioned, is one of the most significant cybersecurity issues to affect companies this year. Would you say that companies rely too heavily on third-party cloud software, making them vulnerable to broader attacks? And if so, how can this dependency be managed in a way that prioritizes security? I don't think that companies rely too heavily on cloud services and cloud software. In a lot of ways, for companies of a midsize, it's more secure to be working with a large cloud service provider than it would be to try to be doing your own security. So a lot of that depends on what the service is, what they're using it for, and then the management of the service. So things like looking at the contract, understanding what the cloud services responsibilities are versus what your responsibilities are when it comes to security. For something like this breach, there was a patch available. So if you're going to use any type of third party, whether it's a cloud service provider or another type of provider, it's very important to have a process that allows you to identify and manage vulnerabilities. And so that's maintaining situational awareness of what the manufacturer is putting out, applying patches as soon as they're available. But we live in a world where we're working with distributed software all the time. So I don't know that we can say companies rely too heavily, but I think sometimes we put too much faith in that company's ability to manage our security for us where it really needs to be our responsibility to maintain that situational awareness. That's a great point. And from a consumer perspective, what are the biggest risks for Xfinity customers as a result of this breach? How concerned do you think they should be? Yeah, I mean, this is the same type of breach that we see on a relatively frequent scale. It's usernames, it's passwords, it's personally identifiable information. So Xfinity customers, even those whose accounts might not have been breached, are being told to reset their usernames and passwords. 
Multi-factor authentication is always good to secure your account, regardless of the service that you're using, particularly if there's any type of secure information. You know, we always recommend that for anything that you would be concerned about losing access to or the information being lost, you should use multi-factor authentication if it's available. Heather, thank you again for joining us today, and I'm looking forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks for having me. For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Amanda Klassner, Deputy Editor at Cybercrime Magazine. To hear more about this story and others, visit cybercrimewire.com. And for more of our media, visit our website at cybersecurityventures.com.